Despite all the rumors, YouTube has a dark side and they're making our kids racist. Also, we're going to talk about San Diego Comic-Con on this week's episode of Dude Soup. That was pretty good. That's okay. Pretty cool. You're looking fine. camera. I, can, <laughs> I just can't. I just can't memorize things very well. No, I we never. Know. I never. We know. I was off the cuff. We know, Adam. It was so off the cuff. Remember that scene. And do the thing where we go. Hey, and we're back. Yeah. That gets everyone excited, especially uh, those driving their car who are hey, now in a ditch. smash the bell. <laughs> they can't do that. They're no. driving. Don't look at your phone. Hey, I'm your host, Adam Kovic, this week, talking about Dude Soup. I'm joined by Alana Pierce on my left, James Willems also to my Hello. left, and Lee somewhere in my middle. Co-host. <laughs> Is that what we're doing? We're doing a co-host thing this <laughs> yeah, week? We yeah, we always are. Wow. You're more of my Can we be pilot. co-guests? Alana and I are co-guests. Yeah. Yes. Great. You're, you're, you get to share the responsibilities. Oh, absolutely. Just from Adam and I both, I want to say thank you for joining us. No, of course. We're welcome. <laughs> oh, we're oh, so happy to be here. Uh, today's episode of Dude Soup is brought to you by four. That's right. I said it. Four fine sponsors. We got Quip. If you go to quip.com forward slash dude, right now you can get your first refill pack for free. I actually got mine today. Har har. Uh, Warby Parker. Go to warbyparker.com slash dude soup to order your own free home try on kit with free shipping. And Mint Mobile. You can cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash dude. And finally, Fleur. Go to fleur.com slash dude soup today to check out or our beautifully curated sample set. You get 20% off your first custom Fleur sample. So uh, that's really exciting. We'll get to that later. But first, well, how y'all doing? I always ask how everyone's just, how's your day? How's your week? You feeling good. okay? Had a good weekend. It rained this morning. Fun. It pour, yeah, poured. Sky I don't know. This morning. I, now it's fine. No one checked the weather. I check the weather every morning before I go anywhere. No, no, no. Yeah. Weather's going to happen. Because I love no looking to forward it. to it's, nice weather. Okay. Mm-hmm. I only check no, things I, I can control. Like brooding over bad <laughs> do weather. You get, yeah, do you get, get disappointed if it's bad? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I probably suffer from seasonal affective disorder. Mm. Yo, you absolutely do. If you wanted to torture Elise later in life, you guys should just move to Seattle or somewhere oh. where it's... Our, no, oh, no way. What did the vampires attack in Alaska? Like that town? 40 days... Or no, wait, wait, what is it? 40 days, 40 30 days, days of night? night? Or 30 days a night. I always get that in 40 days and 40 nights. Both confused. starring Josh Hartnett. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, very different films. Both, now, he's I'm, raped in both of those movies. Yeah, yeah. imagine the vampires trying to get him while he can't jack off. How are you, Adam? I'm doing great. Um, little, little under the weather, but I'm doing okay. With what? You should have checked the weather this morning. Deprivation. Oh. I don't know. Yeah, no. I actually, I do the thing. You know this. We should talk. This is a whole other podcast. But Great. Let's hey. start it right now. Do a new intro. No. Is sleep killing you? It is. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, um, I've been doing a lot of like sleep studies, trying to figure out how to sleep better. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out, there's this thing in the front of your head called like brain. a frontal lobe. Uh-huh. It's part of this brain thing. Yeah, so it's yeah. made up. It only goes, it only rests when you rest. So mm-hmm. like even if you're, the other parts of your brain can kind of mm-hmm. shut down or whatever, but this part will only rest when you rest. And so if you run that too hard, you can kill yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As I've been told. So I'm I trying maintain to maintain that you and I just need to figure out a way to split the difference. If yeah, you take you half of too my diet, yeah, and then I, I take some of your, yeah. I'm on the the Z-Quil melatonin uh, cocktail these it's days. It's funny because just I mean just like you both meet in the middle, though. right? We both seem She's low tired energy all the time. All the time. You're, you can't sleep also. at all. But both mm-hmm. of you are just like this all the time. Well, today, today in <laughs> particular, I, I feel I was trying to get this this podcast pushed today just because this week has been insane. We mm-hmm. literally were in a meeting from 10.30 a.m. to this very hey, minute. TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. It's Tuesday. Oh, huh? Jesus when we Christ. record these and things. I already took my, I'm trying to get off the Z-Quil, and yeah. I took two z last night and a melatonin gummy. <laughs> so it means I can't take it tonight. I close my eyes. <laughs> 
and I think of happy things. Yeah, I've I've been doing the thing where I just exhaust myself now. So like, that's what I have to do too. I have to go to the gym yeah. just mm-hmm. just to sleep now. Yeah, which I guess is a good problem. Yeah. Look at look how happy James is. I know. <laughs> I, yeah, so I am always tired. Always, I get dizzy, whatever. But uh, it can take me a while to fall asleep. Everyone I've ever dated falls asleep in two fucking seconds. And I'm always like, how do you do that? They they lay down and then they're dead. Uh-huh. <sighs> I, I have an easy time falling uh, asleep. I just can't stay asleep. I put on an that anime, but with the volume all crazy. the way down, so you have to read it. Mm-hmm. And then you fall asleep real fast. I, I have the problem, too, where even just the slightest bit of light or noise, I'm awake and yeah. I'm wide awake. Yeah. I don't know. I can't sleep See, through that stuff. That seems like it would be awful. Yeah. I'll sleep through a lot. No going to hurt you. You guys are afraid <laughs> that someone's going to sneak up or someone's going to get you in the night. No one cares about you How, guys. That's my question. I, we have a, a story about racist cartoons, but uh, <laughs> more importantly, sleep. How, how did the cavemen do it? How did they go, I'm being hunted by saber-toothed tigers all the time. Well, they yeah, didn't sleep better here. sleep here. They slept like dogs. They in didn't caves, sleep they didn't on top of each hours. other. I feel like they'd take shifts. Well, yeah, um, but they also oh, yeah. probably did like two hours, and then they moseyed, and then they. She always so, loves to point out what what colonialists did before electricity. Mm-hmm. Their sleep cycles were entirely different. Yeah, the sun yeah. would go down, go to sleep. They go to sleep, but then they'd wake up, and they'd be like, "Shit, it's one a.m." Yeah, so they so would like read or bone or, light a candle do, something. or do something. Yeah, yeah. Just to kill and then time. and then they yeah. would. Be up for like two hours and then go back to sleep. And I wish I could sleep like because I think that's how my body wants to sleep. There was a period of time where I was working full time and studying almost full time. I was doing three subjects instead of four, and I was sleeping in three hour chunks. So I would sleep (laughs) for as long as I could. I would like maybe try to find a way to sleep at uni in between two classes, and then I would be awake and I would just keep doing that over and over and over again. It worked (laughs) for about three months, but it fucked my social life. I want to go. I want to take James' suggestion doing the shifts. I need to find a someone good... to watch. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You Don't stay you awake. Cats? What the cat's going to do? I could cats definitely find someone willing cats. to watch you sleep. Yeah. <laughs> They're watching this too. podcast um, right now. There was there was something, though, that I did. Uh, I watched a video. or It was a, a PBS video, uh, but they were talking about how... Uh, about circadian rhythm. Exactly what you were talking about. The whole sleep mm-hmm. cycle, all that stuff. Because of artificial light and stimulants, mm-hmm. we have, like, fucked our evolution yes. in a weird way. Where our... We're sort of like we're, our brains are ruined now because we have messed up the circadian rhythm. Is that what it's called? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Where it's just like our brains are like time to stay awake all the time, and you're not supposed to be doing that. I'm sure, lights from screens have done that to us really badly. Like you yeah. probably look at a screen and you associate that light with being awake, even they've though you shouldn't be. They've been saying this since the beginning, guys. When cavemen used to settle down, they'd light a little fire. You ever, you ever go out into the middle of nowhere and see how fucking bright it is? It's true. It's super bright. We've always had light. The brain adapts. We're fine. We're fine. <laughs> All right. Well, actually, the neon future get is to sleep, Adam. beckoning talk- us towards itself with open arms. Let's talk about how you we're t- born racist. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Oh, wait, we aren't. <laughs> we, for years, we thought we were born racist, but we found out it, it's the YouTube channel, My Pingu TV. That's doing it, yeah. <laughs> uh, this popped up just this morning. I, I had originally had a whole idea about just, just talking about Comic Con and the mm-hmm. future of like, What's going to happen with conventions? And then Boring. Ra- but then a racist cartoon popped up this morning, yeah. and it made Brilliant. things so much better. Thank God. Uh, so this comes from the episode of, uh, I don't know if you want to put it up, Omar. Yeah, shout for, it out. For, yeah. Hey, shout out to uh, My Pingu TV for being just the worst. I mean, the best thing you could do would be, if you're curious about this, watch it here or get Adblock and then watch it. I'm still... the beautiful thing about the system we've created is that when things are on YouTube and they're terrible and people go to watch it to, to see the terrible thing, 
and criticize said terrible thing, it still makes money. Thankfully, the first time I saw it was on uh, Twitter. Someone had done a screen record, right. so I didn't, didn't feed into the channel watch. at all, which that, I think is what has a lot of views. Let me see how many. That yeah, that's now. what I saw. I had a, it, a lot of retweets. It's, a lot of it has, retweets it on has downvotes, thankfully. It's got 1.9 million views on Twitter. Yes. And that's got 400,000. Um, which also, it, it did, I guess it, one of those things where they screen capped it, but they also screen capped it in um, portrait. portrait instead of yeah. landscape, which is, I, I think it, I think it's the when the there, a feature length film will come out in portrait one day. It's not a, it's Wait, not like it's so a good looking cartoon. No, I'm like, oh, I need are, to see the content. These are all terrible cartoons. <laughs> no, they're they. I'm I it's, it's I wish I had Dinah more time to research Prince, that second one there. Yeah, Dine and the Prince. This is their um, not their newest batch. And it's not Dina. Dina is, maybe. Is Dina? Dina? You gotta yeah. Skip ahead. Yeah, so Dinah it's around around the. Um, 11 30 minute mark 11 minute 11 30 seconds um there's a part where the character Dinah Dina um basically has her skin turned a different color a darker color and she uh as is, a punishment as a punishment and she's scarred in the face but her boyfriend basically says like no you were beautiful on the inside the whole time yeah, and then she she laments losing her beauty yeah yeah so she basically like agrees to something that will get her punished and she's worried about what her husband will think because the punishment is that she is ugly. Mm -hmm. And when we see the reveal that she's ugly, this is what it is and that she is now significantly darker than she was and has bumps on her face. So, and well, also they changed her hair. They gave her like curly, curly yeah. hair. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, so a lot of people, rightly so, are calling this uh, racist. I, I read some of the um, Facebook comments on this channel's TV. It's actually called a. Uh, Wings Animation. They're from uh, they're in Mumbai, India. Their, their whole YouTube page is sort of a mystery because it says it's made it's, it's a different company, but then it's saying like for business inquiries. Their address is in the UAE. Yeah. yeah. So it's the uh, United Emirates Arab Emirates. Arab, yeah. Arab Emirates. I butchered that. Um, but yeah. So that's a little. I was trying to get some info on their social blade, but it's it's all, all over the place. But the animation studio is in Mumbai. But yeah, some of their. Um, Comments or one gentleman says very good, entertaining, tells a good history. Thanks. They mostly take on like fairy tales. Uh, another one says very racist channel. Who thought that the painting a white princess black as ugly is kind of racist? And then someone just said a uh, racist tea. It's like racist with an e at the <laughs> oh. end. Oh yeah. So um, as far as I could tell, I went back and looked on this channel. This is the only thing I could find offensive, other than them ripping off characters from Tangled. Um, like the animation, it reminds me of like Olaf vids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. it is this like sort of, uh, I, I don't know what you call this, um, asset flip <laughs> almost. Yeah. Um, Stealing, it, I think is yeah. what you call it. This is a, a, as far as I can tell, a non-American animation studio from somewhere else trying to get in on possibly an American audience, young kids, or it's one of these channels where it's like, just put it on for your kids and you watch it. Um, but then somehow this, insanely racist scene just sort of made its way in there and I wonder if that comes from ignorance or that comes from like were what they actually else is buried in this that we haven't noticed <laughs> I mean I've the... only seen that one video the like, problem is mother hole that stuff isn't that about isn't that uncommon no yeah right well, so it's not like this is just this channel doing this you're I... also consuming a piece of Western media created by a completely different culture, mm -hmm. right? And this isn't an excuse. I'm just saying like this This is where this shit happens. It gets warped. When we, where, when we grew up, it was the fairy tale adventures, grim fairy tale adventures that was made by like a Japanese animation studio. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. why does that look like anime? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up watching Pokemon. 
There you Same go. Same thing. Yeah. Um, but the racism in Pokemon is so much more subdued. It's, you don't That's really know. That's some weird, it. like, creepy sexist shit you could probably argue in Pokemon mm -hmm. that, like, in Japanese culture is considered funnier than it is in, I don't yeah. know. Um, at, probably. At, as of right now, the, the video has 3.4 thousand downvote or upvotes, up, thumbs up, and then 11,000 thumbs down. So it's, it's making its way around. I'm just curious what the YouTube channel my Pingu TV is gonna do when they go, what's going on? What happened? Like, Is, is it named after Pingu, the yeah. little claymation? Yeah, yeah. They're using the likeness of uh, Pingu. Are they? Yeah. Don't he's, fuck he's with Pingu. Pingu. Look, what is Pingu? Pingu's my boy. You don't know Pingu? Look, I don't know Pingu. You don't know, you know Pingu? Pingu. 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 Pingu, Pingu. You can sing it all you yeah. want. I don't know what you're talking about. He's a claymation penguin. Yeah. We must seem insane explaining Pingu to someone. And it's clear I love that they're him. capitalizing him. There he is. Pingu. Okay, so. He was the best. He's, I think he might but be Pingu a little, has nothing to do with these racist cartoons, to be clear. I think Pingu might be a bit of a dick. Isn't he like kind of a troublemaker? He's a, a little he's bit, a mix. if I remember correctly. Hmm. He's a mix. He's a Swiss British stop motion animated children's comedy TV series. Okay. It went from 1990 to 2000. Uh, I did not ever watch this. No. They would play shit. it, I think, on TVO in Canada. I loved it as a kid. I'm from America. <laughs> I know. America. <laughs> so I'm, um, I'm looking at replies to the original tweet just to find what people of color are saying or people who aren't white, because we all I, are. I, I, um, I, looks like a lot of people have been reporting the video, so that's a thing that might. Yeah, that's actually, as of right now, the video is but, still up. That's mm -hmm. sort of the surprising part. I, I don't feel like that's going to break the terms of YouTube. Really, the, the teaching kids what races are like, basically saying having dark skin is bad. The that, thing is, yeah, not I don't only know that... does it give an impression to white kids of what this mm. is, but also if you're a little kid of a, of a darker skin tone, watching this must must make you just feel horrible. Like no. I can't relate to that, um, but I can only imagine. Well, like it's again, you being told you're not beautiful. These yeah. are the concerns you run into when a a basically an animation farm in India is making stuff for cultures that can consume it from anywhere else in the world. Like certain things don't work. I don't know that they were like, oh, we'll make this look like a black person and then that'll be bad. But I'm sure because, you know, in uh, in different cultures, being tan is not attractive. No, in, right? in, in specifically like all my Indian friends back home, uh, as they were sort of growing up in their families, you wanted to be lighter skinned. To be that lighter skinned what they perceived and to be, as... to be darker is considered unattractive. And so in their, I mean, which in itself is not necessarily racist, but it's not the kind of thing you should be promoting in terms of acceptance of people and how yeah. people can't control who they are or what they look like in all kinds of scenarios. Mm. Maybe we shouldn't be assholes people about it. People sell skin bleach in Africa to black women. So push I it feel on like this probably started from that. She's beautiful because look how pure, like the driven snow or how whatever her complexion yeah. is. And so now she's ugly and her hair's worse. But because one, they're terrible animators. <laughs> and two, yeah. their culture's different. Once you put it out there, now it's going to be interpreted globally, and mm. globally that is racist. Yeah. Um, and so, like, Isn't that a, there was like a, a article that went viral about how if you Google search for like professional hairstyles for women, you would get entirely photos of white women, and then if you search for unprofessional hairstyles for women, you just get black women oh, with really? curly hair. Yeah. It was so really bad. Google is racist. The algorithm was basically racist. Okay. This is a side note, but on Queer Eye, I noticed that in the first 
one or two seasons. Jonathan Van Ness, who I love, he's, he's the beauty guru. Mm-hmm. He would never, if they had someone on who had had you know natural black hair, he would never style their hair. Yeah. He, would, he would always bring in and someone who to who specifically worked on black hair. Mm-hmm. But I think in the meantime, he's since learned how to work on black hair and he like does people's hair now and I'm like that's really cool yeah. Yeah. that he like was like okay well I don't know how to specifically do hair for this 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 type of person in this culture so I'm going to learn how to do it and I was like mm-hmm. yeah, that's really I awesome I was a makeup artist once who was disappointed when she found out one of the people she had to do makeup on was black oh because she didn't prepare the right foundations oh. for him oh, she, oh, okay, oh okay. okay got it the way that was going yeah. Yeah. she was just like oh no I yes. haven't like and, and it, yeah. I guess if you're not prepared for she should have brought the right oh, stuff yeah. no matter yeah, what yeah. But and you'll see makeup collections now where it's like the, the skin tone goes it's like five shades mm. and it's like no one's skin falls exactly in these it's you know. white yeah. slightly less yeah. white mm. black tan <laughs> Um, well, I didn't want to get into a, a too big of a discussion because right now we are four white people mm. discussing yeah. race issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, not exactly where, obviously, it was going to go this way regardless. Um, I'm just sort of curious what you guys think is going to happen to the video or the channel um, with something like this. Like, do you think YouTube's just going to sort of... I trust YouTube the, to do anything. Really? Know, I think the channel's going to be fine. Yeah. I think that video may end up disappearing where they'll be like, oh, this one's not as good. I think they'll and just take ads off it. As a negative thing. And I think they may just be like, we'll just private that one. I, and then they'll just keep going. I mean, they have a mach- it's a machine churning out stuff. Right. They probably have a hundred of those waiting to go out. They're not going to be like, we should re-examine all of our oh, content. To here's a sure. question. Will Pingu TV lean into their racial leanings oh, and then do other controversial videos? Or maybe they'll release, a, they'll they'll see this and then they'll release a video that is actually more about being, your, accepting yourself. It could encourage I mean, them to have like black leads. Maybe, for yeah. Example. Uh, maybe. I think, of color in general. I think the bigger concern about this whole thing is that this is just the one thing that someone found. True. This is a whole sea. There's a whole sea of content like this out there that, whether it's intending to be or not, mm-hmm. is like completely sending the wrong message. I'm, I'm excited for people to actually dig through this channel and find all the dirt it made. Oh, have. they will. <laughs> Are you yeah. talking about our channel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what else? What else wrongs have you I, done? It just is dangerous when your intended audience is like toddlers. Yeah. Yeah. I found a tweet here that I like uh, that was in response to that original mm-hmm. video, which is, "Why does this tale even exist when Shrek is a thing? It's the same story." Princess gives up her beauty and sacrifice to love, and then realizes beauty is subjective and love is not important, but it's not racist. You're saying like, they copied Shrek? Yeah. That's a big accusation. A, copy Shrek. <laughs> B, just make her an ogre. Shrek's based on a yeah. book, guys. Come on. Was it um, really? Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it was just funny, too, because it, it is one of those things, too, where I did this as a kid. I didn't care what the cartoon was, I would just watch it. Yeah. Because it's like, at some point, you just want something animated. And this came up recently, uh, which we'll go into our next topic eventually um but i remember going to comic-con one year and families would do this apparently they do this at all sorts of conventions they just leave their kids they just drop them off and go good luck i was talking to gus and uh jeff about this that when they would have a booth some they would just leave a kid there so i'd be like the kid would be like i have nowhere to go Hmm. like so they would like adopt a kid for the day (laughs) and he would just sit at the rooster teeth booth um, it happened but, all the time when I worked at GameStop. Yeah, so I would see this similar at Comic-Con where I went to the Happy Tree Friends booth. And for those who don't know, was it Mondo, I think was the name of the company? But for those who don't know what Happy Tree Friends is, it is a very kid-friendly looking cartoon. Mm-hmm, but, but not in subject matter. Always goes hyper-violent. Yeah. And it's some of the most violent stuff you've ever seen. And that's sort of the appeal of it. And I saw some parents walk away and go, Oh, cool, cartoons. And they sat their kids down and they walked off. Nice. And I just saw children consuming this media and not realizing 
that they're watching hyper-violent stuff and they were just kind of like, oh, it's cute how he got his throat slashed and he tried to turn on the windshield wipers and it didn't work. Mm. They didn't really get the nuances of the humor, which disappointed me. Uh-huh. Um, they so just you, cried. Are you saying, like, do you think it's on parents to police this stuff more? Well, yeah, but I mean, this is this is also the sort of content that is, it's meant to be put on for your kids just to binge. Yeah. And not think about anything. It's the I, same I, as video games, though, I think. Like, we wrote about yeah. this on Inside Gaming last week. It was a morning where I was, like, searching through Reddit comments of people talking about uh, how much money their kids had spent on microtransactions in video games. And it's mm-hmm. the same thing where they're just supposed to be there to entertain the child. You can be in the same room and they can sp- still spend two grand accidentally and you don't know. It's like because everything looks so innocent, it doesn't mean it is. I saw that happening almost live. I went to uh, someone's house for a wedding and the kids the whole time were just playing Fortnite on the TV. And I saw them kept buying stuff. Mm. And I was like, and the, the parents did not seem to care. Mm-hmm. They were just like, yeah, whatever. But it's like, they're going to get a $200 bill or something. And just be like, what did you in there? Because all the kids that talked about was what skins they needed. They weren't good at the game. They sucked. <laughs> not, they're not also to, like seven. Not to do the old back in my day thing. But I remember Dude. when I first got a cell phone and well, first time you got a cell phone that could access some sort of store. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, what's this button? I went into it and I went through and I was like, oh, ringtone. And I pressed it. And it just does the thing where it just bills it to mm-hmm. the service. And I was like, Oh no! Oh no! And then, lo and behold, like three weeks later, my dad was like, "Did you buy something?" I was like, "It was an accident. Yeah, I did yeah. not mean to." But it'd to. be like, "Did you spend ninety nine cents?" But it was, yeah. It was like it was. Yeah. I think but you were terrified. Forty nine cents. Yeah, you were terrified. And I was like, "Oh no! Out. Yeah, uh, this is yeah. not good." Or on a Alana in Haba Hotel. Yeah, I spent so, lots of money. It, yeah, I think you may have told the story. I don't know if you guys heard this one before, but I told it on Inside it's, Gaming. It's I, fascinating. I so uh, Haba Hotel's a. I don't even really know how to describe it, but basically it's like a giant hotel where you hang out and you have your own room and you can like build on your rooms and put furniture in and whatever. It's like a Club Penguin type. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, and I spent a bunch of money to buy cool furniture and I did it by just calling a phone number and putting a code in. Oh, so easy. that's all you had to do. Was yeah, just, yeah. I just grabbed my parents' phone and typed the thing in and didn't make any connection between what mm-hmm. I was doing because I would have been, I think, 10 or so. And I just mm-hmm. had absolutely no knowledge that it would charge anything because I wasn't putting a credit card in, it was just charging the phone bill. Yeah, yeah. So I had no idea until my parents got the phone bill. Thankfully, they didn't get mad at me. They were like, we're aware that this is designed to manipulate you to do that. Mm-hmm. And But I had a sweet couch, though. No accountability. So yeah, no repercussions. No accountability. <laughs> didn't do shit. <laughs> That's how you grew up to yeah. be the person you are today. <laughs> I think they made me stop playing the game, which yeah. is fair. But uh, here I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, what could have saved you a lot of time <gasps> Is taking care of your teeth. Hey, good point. Okay. And Fair. I want. Well, you should say. Uh, yeah. One thing we can all agree on about beauty mm-hmm. is yeah. that. Mr. Mueller's thing. I know. But no, I'm his gonna, is better. Mine is better. Do it. Mm-hmm. Is that taking care of your teeth is beautiful? You're right, James, and that's why we're sponsored by Quip. That being said, if you don't have teeth, it's okay. You're still beautiful. When it comes to having an award-winning smile, the first step is to brushing your teeth, and we agree that you should be using Quip when you want to have that beautiful smile. Quip is a mail-by-service uh, toothbrush company. We, we've we been using them for the last couple of years now. They are fantastic. My wife actually started using them first. I was interested, tried out. I ain't going back. It's perfect for traveling. It's one of my favorite things. I used to hate having to travel with one of my old toothbrushes that you have to keep a charger attached with. Quip's great because it comes with a replaceable battery. And they also give you refillable heads that are sent to you automatically. So as always, Dental care is so freaking important that, it, you know, you want to be healthy. One of those things is you should have a clean toothbrush head. I'm super guilty 
being one of those people that would just use an old toothbrush forever. And it's nice to have someone that will just send you one just when you need it because they know you better than you know yourself. So like I said, I love Quip, fantastic company, and I will continue using them for a long time. And I want you guys to use them as well. So uh, why not start today? Uh, just starting for $25, you can go to quip.com, that's getquip.com slash dude, and get your first refill pack for free. That's one of those things that you're going to want. Uh, that's your first refill pack free when you go to getquip.com slash dude. Thank you, Quip. We love that you sponsor this podcast. I love I, my Quip. I use it every day. Yeah, me I, too. I got a notification my refill. I was like, <gasps> I got mine too. Yep. It's coming for me. I, I like that. My Actually, so... Not that oh, we don't need to talk about uh, stuff, but regardless, I I like when you can, in general, when you can buy things. This goes back to when uh, Bruce gave me his Roomba. He uh-huh. was like, it's broken or something. Who cares? You can have it. And I was like, well, what's wrong with it? He's like, battery always dies. And I go, oh, okay, so I just need to replace the battery. Totally fine. Some things that you buy, you can't replace the battery. Mm-hmm. They make it impossible. I have an NVIDIA Shield uh, original one with the remote. I was looking at how to replace guide. The battery situation that they created is impossible. It's like if you take it apart, the whole thing breaks. Yeah. You think intentionally? I think because it was first gen, because the second gen was just you just put in watch batteries. Mm-hmm. It's, so it's way, probably just inefficient. Way easier. And then like the Roomba, I just bought a second battery, put it in. Uh, same thing like I mean, having a toothbrush it, where you can just pop in a new battery. Great. The entire Love cell phone it. industry is built on the expectation that you can't repair your phone. Yeah. And it's just it's so yeah. wasteful. It seems to be changing, thankfully. Like with Apple's whole new system of like Hey, maybe hold on to it longer. Uh, we'll have a repair program where you just take it into our store and we'll fix it for you. But it's also people are figuring out that their phones aren't truly waterproof, which I think is great. Mm. Water they, resistant. They're water resistant like once. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, yeah. Oh my God. Zach Anner loves to do this gag what where, because he has a hot, or he had a hot tub at the apartment he lived in, but he loved to pretend like he was dropping his Oops. cell phone into uh. the hot tub. So that if there was ever a new person there, they'd be like, oh my God, Zach. Mm-hmm. And then he'd like laugh in their face because he's evil and maniacal. The <laughs> joke is that, that it's waterproof or yeah. water resistant. I I mean, he's thrown it in there it a works. lot. I mean, it still works. He yeah. threw it in there a lot. Because I, I did the thing too. I think when Jess got like the new iPhone and it's like, it's like, you know, the new one's waterproof. I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, let's go underwater and do it. But then reading up on it, people were like, well, it's meant to survive like one like big spill. Oh. Yeah. And then yeah. and then like from there it's like, okay, it broke the seal or the seal's been damaged. Don't ever drop it again. Yeah. But most people are like, no, we're throwing in the toilet. Unless you throw it in the water. <laughs> so like I think most electronics will actually survive when you throw them in water these days. They're resistance to a level, but like yeah. Omar, question for you. You were a lifeguard for years. Did you ever destroy a phone because you were saving a life and there was not enough time? Uh, no, I never had my phone on me, but I always oh. owned waterproof cases. Mm. Mm. That makes sense. So you, waterproof, sandproof cases. So you, first, before saving someone's life, you took the phone out of your pocket and you put it to the side. No, Elise, I didn't have it in my pocket to begin with. Oh, well, I, that's not what I'm hearing. That's not if, what I'm hearing. Hero, that's not hero, what I'm hearing. If a young mother ran up to you while you're lifeguarding and scre- tears in her eyes screamed, my phone's out there, and pointed <laughs> to the water, would you go out? Absolutely. See? Uh, your phone's way more important. How many, how many lives did you save being a lifeguard, Omar? Uh, None. They would have saved I mean, themselves. You can't even count now, so many. Now, how many lives have you saved working here? Thousands. Countless uh, is countless. the answer. Thank you. Speaking of countless, let me tell you, uh, counting the ways in which I love you, cat's trailer. Uh, <laughs> all sorts of all sorts of stuff sport. happened this weekend. So uh, Alana and I were actually both at Comic Con. Didn't see each other because you were doing went for a day. What did you go for? I did a panel. 
Okay. Yeah. I also did a panel. Yep. Different I'm, panels. Very different panel. Uh, I went to the Rooster's panel. We talked about uh, a little show we're working on called Ruby. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Geez. Oh, I'm, God, I'm, you got me. <laughs> there were many shows we talked about. Um, most importantly, one got a release date. Genlock coming to Adult Swim. Oh, it got me again. Very exciting. Wow. It's all good. But no, in reality, the reason I went there was to sit with Jeff and Gus. They talked about Immersion also coming to the Discovery Channel. Shark Week or something. Uh, you I couldn't for- prepare the ad read. But yeah, you, got you, this. you really scripted this, didn't you? <laughs> I'm going off the top of my head. No. But there were lots of trailers there. There was a plenty of things. Vicious Circle was one of them. That was another thing. You got four ads to read, buddy. You better <laughs> speed this one up. One of them you already made for me. So thank you. Oh well, yeah, true. Yeah, that one's just going to roll. Uh, did you ever get that one, Omar? He did. Excellent. Yeah. Good to know. Um, But uh, Arizona Circle got a release date. Yeah. At least. October 23rd. Why'd you pick that day? I didn't. I had no say <laughs> in the matter. It was supposed to come out earlier. Uh-huh. Supposed to? What happened? Life. Yeah. yeah. Turns out production's so. just life finds a way. Or doesn't in this case. Mm. Oh, right. But um, Cats. Cats you technically cats a Comic-Con trailer? Yeah. Partly, yeah. Was it? I, 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 I did a, as I do with most things, I go, yeah. I'm going to look up, I'm going to curate the, 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 the list of the best trailers that came out during Comic-Con. And someone already did it for me. And Cats was on that list. Right. And I went, oh my God, that Cats, was. Cats' new most anticipated film. Really? Yeah. This is like not the one where Will Smith fights his own no. clone. Gemini Man. No, no. no Cats is <laughs> now. Is the cats plot is of now cats. my movie. Cats is my movie. The Can't jelly, wait for Cats. I'm, I'm glad you, oh, it's old Deuteronomy. Oh, oh Mr. Mistopheles. <laughs> are you gonna explain it? Um, I can only say that it is an, an adaptation of a book by T. S. Eliot, which is a series of short stories about like the lives of cats, mm-hmm. and he would do a little bit about these cats. Andrew Lloyd Webber, insane person. The the Andrew Lloyd Webber. Thank you. Uh, who made? Thank you. As, so <laughs> he's an musicals. insane playwright. I think Joel hates him. What? Yes, I think so. I think Joel. I think yeah. it, people in the uh, theater uh, groups. Well, they're uncultured swine. The community. Yes, I think they look. They look. They look up to the Hamiltons and they look down at the oh, Cats, the Lloyd Webber. So, this psychopath adapted it into a play called Cats, which you may have seen. I it, think I've seen the play. I just don't know what the plot is. Second is longest running. Well, the musical third, is third longest running Broadway musical. Uh, right behind Les Miserables uh, and no. Phantom, Phantom of the Opera and, and Lion Rent. King. Oh, are you kidding me? Uh, I looked it up. Wow. In Broadway, at least. It also, but it's also one of the longest running West End musicals because it started on the West End. Hmm. I don't know what um, that means. The West End is the London equivalent of Broadway. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. that's I actually that's the first time I ever saw a play was as a kid in London. <sighs> I know. I, I and I, I whined the whole uh, time. Yeah. No. I thought you were poor, Adam. I that thought was I was old too. Old Busterford Jones, up to his hijinks, Rump Dump Tugger. I was raised poor. Victoria, also the name of a cat. <laughs> uh, so this trailer came out for cats, um, bridging the uncanny valley mm-hmm. uh, into what I can only describe as if Avatar fucked a furry. I guess if a furry fucked a furry, yeah, because Avatar is sort of furry. Friendly. I just I think the new Sonic design looks great. This the thing is the Sonic trailer. I was like, haha, yes, dumb. Whereas this, I'm like, oh, I hate it. Well, I don't feel that way about things very often. It makes me uncomfortable. I love it. I can't wait for Cats. I'm so excited for Cats. That being said, I don't like the director or anything he's ever done. Um, Yeah, Tom Hooper is weird. um, But I can't wait for Cats. I'm not often unnerved by the Uncanny Valley, but this is really new territory for me where I actually feel uncomfortable looking at it. I don't think I've ever felt this way about something. I don't think so either. They're cats. 
They look just like cats. There's something, and I. It's they should have done Lion King that way. It's going to be so monotonous. <laughs> it is going to be so monotonous going through each of those cats' numbers and whatever they're singing bullshit. What yeah. do you it's mean? Gonna be, going it's going to be their a numbers. slog. I when Bumbleina or whatever sings her song, you're going to be in tears. I only care about old Deuteronomy because I think that's the funniest name. Judy Dench's old Deuteronomy. So funny. What about what about Jack the Theater Cat or whatever his name is? Oh, oh, we've been calling Benson. Buster Jones. Buster for Jones all week. Jennifer Hudson was playing Grizabella. That's it, Grizabella. She's uh, the horror one, right? They're all whores. <laughs> uh, she was the prostitute. Yeah. Yeah. Rebel Wilson would be playing Jenny Any Dots. <laughs> I guess Judy Dench right. is old dude around. How do you know all these yeah. names? Yeah. That's it. Okay. What? How do you know all their names? Well, two things happen. Big the cats, cats the cats trail. Well, I've always known the cat names of all the characters in Cats were the funniest names ever in a fictional thing ever. And so, but I never took the time to really sit down and memorize them. I just refer to a list of them when I need something funny, like Rum Tum Tugger. Or as I said it once, Rum Tum Tigger, which Joel quickly corrected me. But I was close. <laughs> and then when the Cats trailer came out, I said, this is my new thing and I love it. So then I immediately started reading about all of the different characters and their different attributes. And then I also talked to Joel, who helped me flesh out my knowledge of cats. Okay. It's, it's remarkable, but makes sense how many people independently contacted Joel to ask him about cats. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> Radio stations, he was far like, and wide. Everybody's asking me about cats. They're all okay. they're all being they're all nominating themselves to die. So that, they can go to the heavy side. Yeah. That's the story. Once yeah. a year they all send a cat to the to the heavy to the side, heavy the side. above and yeah. they're they're Supposed to be reincarnated, but they got nine lives. I mean, because they're cats, they die. Presumably. Yeah, but some of them have been around for a long time, like old Deuteronomy. <laughs> Adam, I just want to point out that I noticed yeah. how long it took you to sign in. I just want you to know that I saw there, that. Uh, you press log in like five times and got his password yeah. wrong every time. Chrome was doing a funny thing where it's mm -hmm. like, no, 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 and I was like, because it kept signing into the wrong account. I was like, mm -hmm. sign in my work account. I was like, no, other one. It's like. I guess Gmail. Rum Tum Tugger loves to be the center of attention. He's a very boisterous, jellical cat. What else? Well, <laughs> I wanted to talk about cats because it clearly won Comic Con. It won for me, baby. Um, probably the most talked about thing. Well, uh, oh, wow. actually, people are probably wondering why we were not talking about the Marvel uh, big thing. We're going to be actually talking about that on Film House this weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, that's going to take up an entire episode because of everything they announced. I didn't even realize there was Marvel news because I was too <laughs> busy watching the Cats trailer. I, I think I recall you this weekend on your phone going, Blade. <laughs> they announced Blade. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, was it uh, Eternals? We all we all care about Eternals. Uh, next up, they had the Witcher trailer mm -hmm. come out. Uh, I don't know if you guys had a chance to watch this one. I yet. did. Yeah. What'd you think? Not. It's not my thing. Personally. Really. I'm not. Uh, I'm not anticipating. Maybe it'll be good. Okay. I, I think you go in with low ex expectations. So when the best show ever made is released on Netflix, you you don't, you know. You don't act surprised. Mm -hmm. I'm a lot more impressed by the way Garrett looks in this trailer than he looked in the test photos or whatever. Mm -hmm. But this trailer tells me nothing. It, yeah, it's I'm like it is a fantasy show. Yeah, and well, Geralt looks out the window. It's because they're trying to be broad and they're trying to capture yeah. some of that Game I of Thrones. I feel like that's audience. exactly it. They're just like yeah. it's Game of Thrones. Show them that imagery. I mean, like, that's give us a how plot. They it. Yeah, yeah, and they are definitely leaning into the book series yeah. as opposed to the game and I wonder if it's because they're looking for a certain they're looking for like a Game of Thrones audience probably how and many like, people sent you that shot of Henry a Cavill lot of people. Uh, the best comment I saw that was someone said that looks like when something's originally in 4x3 and, and then you find it. that button you stretch it to 16x9 yeah that's what Henry Cavill looks like wait was show. that the shot list shot 
Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah I, he's, I he's got, all, he's got some rags on, but yeah, I'm happy to say that I've reached a point in my career where that shot happened and the people screenshot it and send it to me, and I am, <laughs> yeah. I value it. I did post time. that. He looks like he's mid transformation into Wolfman. And he to does. those of you out there who say that he's too big for this role, how dare you? <laughs> that is an attack. <laughs> It's not on, an attack on that you. is an attack very much akin to the same attack that my Pingu TV has made on <laughs> on people that look different. So it's not fair. He's perfectly he's the perfect size. In fact, he's the perfect size for any role, mm-hmm. I would say, dare I say? Man, woman, or child. So, so I'm I'm with Elise. I think The Witcher is terrible. I, don't I think, think it's I think terrible. it's one of the worst things ever made. Okay. And I, I think this show actually looks different enough from everything else that I might enjoy it. Do you mean are you just saying that or do you genuinely No, I'm actually kind of um I'm indifferent. indifferent. Yeah. I'm, I'm indifferent oh, okay. overall to I the Witcher series. I'm, I'm glad it exists and that people like I love Alana the games, likes it. But I'm also indifferent to this show. I just okay. I think Witcher, just based off the casting and production of this show, I feel like it has such a passionate audience mm-hmm. that I have a hard time imagining it'll ever live up to anyone's. I, I like Henry Cavill usually in roles where he's not Superman. Oh, I love him as Superman. No, no, I think he's a great Superman, but I think he he usually does better outside of Superman. I like, don't uh, feel like he has a lot of range. Man from Uncle. dare you? His wingspan alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I liked him a lot in uh, Mission Impossible. Um, mm-hmm. Which one was that? Rogue, Na- not Rogue Nation. Fallout. Sorry. Fallout, Fallout. Fallout, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah I, and Man from Uncle, he's 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 awesome. Archer, basically. Yeah. Um, he, I don't have many uh, opinions on the Immortals, but it's there. He's uh, the best part. Even, even he, he's not even as big as he is now. He's way smaller. Yeah, ripped, ripped though. Yeah, or shredded. Sorry. Shredded. Yeah. If you ever want to see porn for men, I guess gay porn. Uh, watch The Immortals. It's a great film. Mm-hmm. Okay. Starring uh, Tarzan. <laughs> it's directed by. He's not in it. All right. I like directors with one name. Tarzan. No, it's Tarzan Singh. He has two names. That's one name. No, that's not Tarzan Singh. <laughs> uh, he likes horses being uh-huh. killed. That's, yeah, that's something true. I like. That is true. Uh, next up, we got the Watchmen trailer. Uh, something Which else. I was not excited for Watchmen. Did you find now watch excited it? for Watchmen? Oh, really? I, I thought you'd like this. this one yet. Way into it now. They they got oh okay hooded justice hooded justice. But I think this is supposed to be like Flashback. a show in the world of of this where it's oh, like yeah. a you know they they made a show about uh-huh. hooded justice. Mm-hmm. Got it. It is. Uh, this is the uh, Damon was it Lindelof? Yeah, he's yeah. doing this series. Uh, it looks like it takes place after the movie yeah. or the comic. It takes place after the the comic because it follows the comic timeline, not mm-hmm. with not the changes they did in the movie. Okay. So like Doctor Manhattan is not uh, vilified like he is in the, the way the movie did. A giant alien octopus. Yeah, there's blew there, up New York City. There's an octopus in this one. No. Um, Have you ever read or seen Watchmen? Yeah. Okay, I was curious. I didn't know if. I also read all the like. Prequel books that came out with them loved all of that. Yeah. Oh, they're actually good. Yeah. Okay. The well, Minutemen Minute ones. No. Yeah. There, did you? Was there one that you liked more than the other? I really like the Doctor Manhattan one. Yeah, that one, that one's good. I li- I just thought the like straight Minutemen one. Yeah. Was really good. Like doing mm-hmm. the whole crew. You know who That's didn't great. like it? Alan Moore. No, he did Christ. not. What? Oh. But he's retired officially now. He's, he's not so. allowed to have opinions on things. Yeah, I mean, of things that are passionate to him. Well, he takes his name off of it, and then he has opinions about it, mm-hmm. and then Zack Snyder cries. Goes on his Vero account. And hmm. goes, I see you read my fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, smiley face. Yeah, it's um. And uh, what what's her face is calling herself Lori Blake now? Mm. Is it Silk Silk Spectre? Spectre? Oh. I think it's she's like I don't know. I'm, I'm, this I was I was pretty disappointed by the teaser. Now I'm like oh. Well, it, this yeah. definitely trailer alone again. That's haven't her. sat down to watch it all all myself. Have like seems to paint a larger picture 
of the world, and those are early trailers, probably because that's only what they had shot by that point. Yeah, mm-hmm. made it seem really small and like, how does what about Watchmen from the viewpoint of a farm? And I'm like, uh, this makes it seem like it's a societal issue, which I think is the coolest aspect. Oh yeah, they're really leaning into the post Watchmen world, yeah. which I. Again, I feel the exact same way as you. Watch now I'm way, into it. I was going to yeah. watch it other way. But. The, the idea is that Rorschach's journal, I guess, got out there. Yeah. People read it. And yeah. it's like, what is a world like that? What does that look like <laughs> when, yeah, they do show Dr. Manhattan on Mars. There's that blue hand at the end of the trailer. Yeah. It's like, Will we see Dong is I, the question. I hope so. Yeah. The bar has been set low. <laughs> I think so. If, if you understand yeah. what I'm saying. We gotta see because it's a dick, so it hangs. So you have to set the bar lower, which means bigger dong. If you set the and bar high, he could, in theory, just make his dick Night as big as ship. he wants. Right? Yeah, but that's why he had made it perfect. Yeah, there's yeah. actually a lot of BTS footage of them talking about making the Watchmen movie, and they're like, "We had to make the perfect dick." <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of effort went into making the perfect dick. Balls can't be too big. Just right. Dick can't be too big. No. This would be the perfect dick. Well, and it was. James, I noticed you have some problems seeing the perfect dick. Yeah, and in order to do that. Perhaps you need new glasses from Maybe. Warby Parker. Uh, Warby Parker is sponsoring this podcast. Uh, Omar, go ahead and roll that wonderful video that Elise put together for us. Yeah, I dabbled in the Warby Parker frames and lived to tell the tale happily to you now. So I went to warbyparker.com and tried their risk-free home try-on program. I chose five frames and had them shipped within 10 days directly to my door to try on at my leisure. It was like a fun fashion show for my eyes. For every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. It doesn't take 20-20 vision to see that helping others is pretty cool. I picked the frames I wanted, then sent the others back for free using a prepaid return shipping label. It was super easy. You can try Warby Parker out for yourself and see how good you look in your frames by going to warbyparker.com slash dudesoup to order your free home try-on kit with free shipping all around. That's warbyparker.com slash dudesoup. Be sure to type lowercase d-u-d-e-s-o-u-p. And if you have an iPhone X, be sure to download the Warby Parker app and try their new virtual try-on. You can try on eyeglasses and see the realistic color, texture, and size of each style from anywhere using just your phone. Well done. I think that's how we should yeah. do all. I was just ads thinking that. I want Elisa to do be our like our trying on different glasses. Oh, I love it. You yeah. give me some more puppets. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> we'll figure it out. Uh, Warby Parker makes high-quality, stylish, and affordable glasses that start at only ninety-five dollars, including prescription lenses. Plus, lenses include anti-glare and anti-scratch coatings. Blue light filtering lenses are also available. So, uh, like Elise said in the video, go to warbyparker.com slash dudesoup to order your own free home try-on kit with free shipping. I've actually used them before. I, I have a pair that I travel with. Great, affordable. They're It's good to have in a pinch where you're like, I'm okay traveling these glasses. They're uh, they're not the super expensive ones you get from the doctor, um, but they're just as good. So, yeah, check them out. Uh, so... I have a bunch of other trailers. We can talk about okay. Comic Con. I kind of want to talk about Comic Con in general because I had some, we had some interesting discussions. What would you guys consider to be the trailer that you would have to watch? We're not going to watch Cats. It. Okay. <laughs> On top of everything we already watched, we have His Dark Materials, Snowpiercer, It Chapter Two, Dark Crystal. What's it called? Rise Age of, the... of Resistance. Is it? Or no, is it not Age of Resistance? It's Age of Ultron. I thought. Yeah. Um, uh, Terminator Dark Fate. There's like a little promo thing where they when say look at... uh, the word "fuck" thirty-five times. And there's also the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. <laughs> I didn't make it through that trailer. I didn't even watch it. I, I want to veto it because I don't want to see it because I'm already already in. For You're that already movie. sold. Yeah. Okay. Fair, fair enough. It was but a any good trailer though. Them, any of the rest of them. Um, 
You're all wrong. It was Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer oh, okay. was the winner. It it's actually looks kind of okay. Of course it looks cats. kind of okay. It, it's, so this is a, telev- a television series. On TBS, of all things. Based off the Korean film Which is adapted from a French graphic yeah, novel. Starring right. an American well, it actor. A, it was an American film made by a Korean doc- director adapted from a French graphic yeah. novel. Everyone at the table likes Snowpiercer, right? Don't know what it is. Yeah. You've never actually seen Snowpiercer? Never heard of it. Would you like to explain I, the plot of Snowpiercer? Oh, oh, man. <laughs> there was an old podcast I produced where I would do a Snowpiercer report, where every week I would do an update about Snowpiercer, but usually there was no new, new news. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just really excited, and I had a graph where I would show like the snow and the piercing. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, the movie's excellent. Like Chris um, Evans, Evans is in it. Mm-hmm. It's got with beard. Based on this trailer, all I can guess is that there are rich people, maybe on a train in the snow. There's you nailed the, it. The world okay. has uh, frozen frozen over, over the hmm. new ice age, and the only thing that exists now is a train they built that runs by a perpetual motion engine that circum. Uh, vent, or navigates the globe. It has to keep moving. And otherwise it has it would to keep moving. Hmm. But there's a, there is a, a secret to the train as well. And there's this man. I think his name's Wilford, who's like in the mm-hmm. the top of the train. And uh, there's, like, a, in there's the, like a class like struggle. Yes, in the yeah. in the movie and in, in books, it's like I'm on board. The, there's a, there's a caste system. Literally so the, the people that that are in the engines, they're like we're gonna uprise and we're gonna take this train. We're gonna go right to the engine, and we're gonna get in his face, and, and you know. But uh, does it I have like it? Murder on the Orient Express vibes? No, 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 no. no, okay. no. It is it's, actually it's sci-fi. Imagine it, it's almost like probably the closest thing I, I imagine to like a Bioshock, like mm-hmm. when um with like the Rapture Uprising, where it there are, it's it's really crazy because they go from train to train, and each train is a different place. So like there's like a a sushi place, and then there's like the butchers, and it so doesn't like make the, any the sense. Bioshock level. Like yeah. a, it doesn't even make any sense when you cr- think about it, but it does feel yeah. like a video game where it's like now we're in this level. This for some reason you have to go through the kindergarten to get to the spa, but <laughs> yeah, that's how a, it works on this magic. Really train. strange, but I love it, and I'm actually like sort of into the show. I, I would have actually picked the His Dark Materials trailer above this. You would Sorry. have been wrong. <laughs> so yeah, Snowpiercer is a movie originally. It is a movie that currently exists, which I believe you can watch on Netflix. Being adapted into a show? And they have mm-hmm. now adapted into but a show. But as Elise okay. mentioned, that movie is adapted from a French, French. graphic novel. Yeah. Okay. By a, By a which is like director. almost entirely yeah. different other yeah. than the concept of this train. Huh. Um, but Snowpiercer, uh, to me, this trailer, uh, which along with Cats, uh, represent everything that I feel is wrong oh, with, com- with Comic Con. How dare it. you? Uh, Comic Con. I don't know how many. Who's we've all been, right? We've mm-hmm. been to a few of them. Mm-hmm. Um, people have been saying this for years. What I'm saying is not original in any way, shape, or form. Much like Comic Con, it has become this overly bloated commercial property, which it's the whole of San Diego. Basically, yes. I think um, someone told me the attendance is somewhere around a quarter of a million uh, this year, and the the convention isn't getting bigger. Um, yeah, but you have to do lotteries to get into the hotels the, during Comic Con. It's, it, it's what used to be the the intention of Comic Con was for it was in the, the heyday of television where the only way you could hear from your audience was through letters or fan mail, anything like that. Comic Con was a way for creators to meet the people who watch their content, and that idea of sort of has become perverse to the point where now the creators are not showing up anymore because they are fearful of their audience as seen with the Game of Thrones creators uh, was it D.B. Ben- Benioff and David, ben- David, David, David Benioff, Benioff and D.B. Wise, Wise. Yeah. Um, 
I'm, I'm not, I don't want to get into discussion about how you feel about the ending of Game of Thrones. I think everyone's made it very clear. <laughs> I've I've moved on. The show's over. I'm I'm okay with my life, but a lot of people have not. And to the point where I don't know if there were quite really death threats or anything like that, but these these guys didn't want to go to the very last Game of Thrones panel of all time. Like mm. this is a show that a lot of people really care about, and the creators don't want to be anywhere near their audience. Mm-hmm. Um, Despite how you feel of what they did, one way or the other, um, I just think that sends a really strange message. There, well, there's a lot of weird shit surrounding Comic Con panels, anyway. Though, like, I just found out that this weekend that um, the Hall H panels, Hall H is where all the really big panels are, where like Avengers. the Avengers. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Twilight is the thing that made Comic Con like fully take off as a fan convention. That was a Hall H thing. I'll disagree. I went to the Revenge of the Sith panel, but go on. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> of course, uh, but people line up for hours and hours and hours just to get in. And they don't even necessarily know what panel they're seeing just because they either want to be in Hall H or they want to sit in a seat and wait for the panel that they're actually trying to watch. So half the audience in some of those early panels are people who don't even give a fuck about what is on stage. They just want to be in that room. And people will wait for days to get in there. It's crazy. It's so unorganized. To a point, uh, James and I were having a discussion yesterday um, with social media and everything else. The stuff leaks out immediately. Yeah, like we're, it's, like literally scrolling through a Twitter feed that was showing every single slide from the Marvel mm-hmm. panel. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, this thing's announced, this thing's announced, yeah. this thing's announced, there's this there person. There's stuff that's exclusively shown at Comic-Con and you'll usually get a description that someone posts, like, mm-hmm. here's what I saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, but that I usually don't even follow. I don't, it's, I mean, it's becoming less and less. And I like I said, I'm, it, it, it's obviously a lot different with social media and stuff. It's sort of the question of like, why does this sort of show exist and why are people willing to put the time and energy into something that is just going to be online in a couple of weeks I anyway think, or, I mean, or minutes? I, I was just going to say, I think that may be what gets out there because that's the broadest stuff that's going to hit social media broadly and stuff. I do think that there's probably a lot of people that still go to Comic-Con because they want to see the amazing cosplay. Like some of these things that aren't necessarily full-on mainstream, amazing cosplay, and meet some smaller creators Mm -hmm. that aren't on the scale of the Game of Thrones creators that are there and do get to interact. With their audience, Rooster Teeth having a panel there, I think, makes a lot of sense. Like, I did love going to Artist Alley. I don't know what Artist yeah. Alley is like there anymore, but going and like finding books or art that you would probably not have seen otherwise. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, cool. I didn't even go to the show floor because it's the amount of people, I just didn't want to do it. Yeah. yeah, but like I used to really love before Comic-Con looking at all the toys would come out and then picking which ones that I want, seeing where the booths are and figuring out how to jump between them to collect them all because mm-hmm. that's just a fun thing to do. But I think the one thing that's very easy for people like us to forget is the amount of fans who go because they want to be with people who are like-minded and kind of nerdy, mm-hmm. where we're around people who have similar interests to us all the time. Yeah, but someone sure. from, I don't know, some Nebraska. remote... Yeah, yeah. Somewhere where they don't live in a city that has a lot of people who like comics or even Marvel movies probably exist, and they just want to be around people that they feel like uh, like mm-hmm. the same stuff as them. Yeah, or yeah. I think it's that's a huge like, draw. If you're from a remote like Midwest town, I can imagine just going to San Diego and seeing it's like a spectacle. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And yeah. you hear about a celebrity yeah. being in the same city as you, yeah, whereas being like, in LA, what? you're like, yeah, I saw that dude one on the of, train. One of my yeah. greatest memories was that of, um, oh, who's the actor? Um, he, he was the original Kirk. Um, I'm blanking. William Shatner? William Shatner. It was just, just hanging out in the hall. William Shatner just there by himself and his 16 bodyguards as they mow down a, <laughs> a short, overweight dude dressed as a Mandalorian and uh, then him screaming at San Diego Comic-Con staff saying, <laughs> uh, I, or, Kirk hit me. <laughs> like, 
I do think there was this uh, weird transition time where like there were some older celebrities as Comic-Con was on the rise that were like, Comic Cone. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll go. But they didn't fundamentally get you know what it is or sure. like yeah. like the Shatners. Now they might get it. Yeah. But. I mean that's it was a, it was a way when I was I was much younger. I met not the stunt. I met one of the guys who was in the Boba Fett costume. <laughs> <laughs> didn't charge for a signature or anything. He just had a little booth and he's like, hey, no line. Did he have a mustache. Different guy. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe I'm not sure. He's. But, he might have shaped it. Yeah, but then um, but I was. I was the whole thing with having to wait in lines, all that stuff. I remember just because I had family in San Diego, we'd go when it was didn't feel like it was as big big of a spectacle. But like one year, my brother and I just sort of just dipped into the uh, Star Wars Episode Two panel. It was just there, yeah. and we we're like, we we hopped in, and James Cameron showed up for no reason. He was like, "We're gonna think called Avatar and Battle Angel." This is fifteen years ago or something, freaking crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, just dip into a Futurama panel where they showed an entire episode of Futurama, like. You didn't have to wait in line for this stuff. It was just there, Down and like, I mean, but that, that wasn't even that long ago. That's I, the crazy well, part. I mean, that how old would you have been during episode two? I guess like fourteen, maybe so, fifteen. So when I first moved out to LA, twenty-one, I uh, Dan and I we moved out here together. Film houses, Dan, lovers. check it out. Um, <laughs> we were lovers at the time, <laughs> but we were like, hey, we're here. You want to go to Comic Con? Mm. Sure. So then we just got in a car, drove down, just on that Saturday mm-hmm. and then just walked up and we're like, one ticket to Comic-Con, please. And they go, here you go. Wow. And there was like no line, no nothing. And then we went in, we walked around. It was still busy. Like it was a far cry from what it is now, but like it's still very, probably the biggest convention I had ever seen. Sure. But the fact that that I can think that like, not 10 years ago, but a little over 10 years ago, I just walked up one ticket to Comic-Con, please. And then as we were leaving, there was a guy driving around because it hadn't spilled out entirely into the city yet, Mm -hmm. to like the Gaslamp District and stuff. Um, Gas, yeah, right? Yeah, it's Gaslamp. I was like, Gaslight District? It kind of is in some ways now, Um, probably. But it hadn't spilled out, so you would just like, that's where people would be leaving and coming. It all contained the connection. There was a guy driving around in an old-timey car. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then the, I saw him earlier, and then he drove past some railroad tracks. I was, please, 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 please. But then he ended up getting over the railroad tracks. But okay. then only two blocks further, the car did break down, okay. and then he had to get out in front of it and then crank the front. <laughs> and I, I remember thinking, if that had happened on the railroad tracks, I would have killed myself because nothing would have been funnier. In the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just weird. It's weird to think that it's changed. I, I know that it's it seems from us, and you guys were there, but like I think it seems to us like, oh, why? It's so corrupted. But I do think it, at its heart, it's still a bunch of people who are all like, we're like, oh my gosh, we can all go to this one place at the same time and yeah. be around people mm-hmm. that are, we can walk up to strangers, no one will, but then have a conversation with that stranger about any of the hundred things that we share in common. Yeah, when I was about 13, I was going to, it's called, maybe maybe a little bit, it's called Supernova in Australia, which is basically Australian Comic-Con. Yeah, Mr. Mm-hmm. has been there, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that we had Comic-Con and Supernova, and I would go to both every year in the city that I was from. And I, I was always going not to meet celebrities, not to watch panels, but I think just because I liked being around the stuff that I liked, mm-hmm. which generally not that many of my friends were interested in. There were mm-hmm. like one or two, so me and those two people who were reading comic books would be like, cool, let's go look at comic books. We mm-hmm. love that. And it's not around you all the time, whereas mm-hmm. now obviously for us it is. But yeah. Yeah. that w- was always exciting to me. I always looked forward to it. Yeah, yeah and like I actually I don't really have a problem with Comic-Con being as big as it is. I just wish it was instead of spilling out Organized into the streets where... It's, it literally goes over train tracks. It's so bad. There's a part where like a freight train was going by for about 45 minutes because you couldn't yeah, cross yeah. over. And it's so like, bad. Maybe we 
we relocate. I love San Diego. I think it's a lovely town. Mm -hmm. um, but there's there got to be. Ben talks about them moving it to LA. I know New York's really big now, but no. part of it is that San Diego Comic Con makes so much money for the city of mm -hmm. San Diego. I think it's like they make 25% of their income in that span of four days or whatever That's for insane. the whole city. I that if you took it out, they'd be screwed. And no. no concept of how to manage that. Clearly, it's a big deal. Yeah. But it does feel like confining it to that convention, that convention hall is bursting at the seams mm -hmm. with what they're trying to put into it. If it was maybe more like E3, perhaps, where like the artist alley and like the, some of the like comic, like the comic con stuff is in the convention hall, but then these big panels are somewhere else around town. And when you, was the like, last time you went? What was it, when we went for Sonic the Hedgehog? Was that three years ago? That's when we saw a miracle take place. I told the story during the panel. Yeah. But I said, not one, but two children I saw stand out of their wheelchairs <laughs> for Sonic. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was like, Sonic 25th anniversary, oh, it'll get people to stand. And they announced for Sonic Mania. That yeah. was the whole thing. The and kid was, got up out of his wheelchair and he went, yeah! yeah. And we're like, who, I ask you, is more real? Sonic or Jesus Christ? <laughs> Do they yeah. sell digital streaming passes to any of the panels? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I mean, I wonder if that could ever be the. Uh, I think they, that they've tried that. I think Comic Con too, has though. its own like YouTube channel and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I tried, but they were like, "Wait, we have the, nothing else to do for the rest of the well, year." Oh yeah, and part yeah. of the specialty is being there. They did no, have yeah. Comic Con TV for a while. They yeah, had yeah. a show because I know Carboni was hosting that. But yeah, then they but then they were quickly realized there's nothing else to talk Nobody about kept. for the rest of the yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but I, I only asked that question because like they have that hole, and then they're in both the hotels nearby, mm -hmm. and then they use like the nearby museum and the park and all these huge companies. They're just it already yeah. is so spread yeah, out. It's kind of that, the whole like, city already. I don't know how they manage it at all unless they just make it two weeks long, like do a South by Southwest thing where it's yeah. way more specialized. Maybe. That's not a, I mean, I don't know if the city could handle that, but that that, like if it, it did become more of a festival. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate stuff like Paley Fest that has popped up in LA where they do like the TV panels where it's like the cast of The Good Place is at Paley mm -hmm. Fest and they're doing their mm -hmm. panel. And like Comic-Con could always do some sort of uh, like, uh, ancillary event like that where they're like well it's it's you know we're doing comic-con light or <laughs> yeah. that's a terrible name but there's just like an additional week that's just like some panels they do that aren't that don't fall over that weekend even yeah i think they've been trying to do that with new york comic-con but it's not working they're too far apart and in different places i actually have some thoughts on that which i'll tell you over the phone using mint mobile excellent wow <laughs> check this out so if you're still using one of the big wireless providers in 2019, have you asked yourself what you're paying for? Basically between expensive retail stores, inflated prices and hidden fees, you're being taken advantage of because they know you will pay. So enter Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile provides the same premium network coverage you're used to, but at a fraction of the cost because everything is online. Mint Mobile saves on retail locations and overhead and then passes those savings directly to you. Uh, Lawrence, I believe has been using Mint Mobile you know, for a while and he loves it, it's perfect and it costs now, uh, compared to the big guys out there, you save a lot of money. So Mint Mobile makes it really easy to cut your wireless bound to uh, cut your wireless bill down to just fifteen bucks a month, and every plan comes with unlimited nationwide talk and text. It's very important, obviously. You want to tell your buds what up. So with Mint Mobile, you can stop paying for unlimited data you'll never use. So you choose between your plans. You have the three, eight, or twelve gigabytes of four G LTE data. Pretty simple. Um, it's one of those easiest things to do. It's one of the reasons why we. Really do like Mint. So to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and uh, get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash dude. That's mintmobile.com slash dude. 
So you can cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash dude. Once again, that is mintmobile.com slash dude. Phones, save money. I just don't want to get into the position where I'm waiting in a panel for, you know, whatever, Doctor Strange 2, and it's like just sitting there until I can get to the Cats cast panel. Mm. You know, like, (laughs) I don't want to be in that situation. Um, Well, I shouldn't have to be. to To your point about I, I do actually think a lot of good comes from these sorts of conventions where there is a like-minded uh, sense. So, like, typically, not a lot of douchebags go to the Comic Cons. It's always really nice people. I o- I've only run into nice people, these sorts of things. But mm. I feel like... I was like, uh-huh. That might be a perspective. <laughs> I, I'm really? not, more often than not, the people are very kind and nice. Like, no, it's not like... Uh, been to like gun shows. Or Shatner. Okay. Shatner was a jerk, yes. <laughs> um... You know, it's not, you know, bro con or, you know, uh, beat your wife con. Those Bros can be nice. I was going to say. Well, I don't, what conventions have bad people? I don't know. I actually don't go to a lot of I conventions. I feel like probably there would be conventions, but I was thinking like yeah. sports games, when people are angry. And when I said earlier when I went to the gun show, it was literally a show where people showing off their biceps. Yeah. Well, and they weren't nice? They, they were actually really nice. Yeah, I was being were. facetious. They were nice. the greatest people in the world. Um... But I guess Comic Con has become this sort of thing that's like it's like this orgy of information. It, it's sort of like E three. It is the Super Bowl of every big company putting out there. Are there any smaller conventions that you guys would recommend people go to if you are still looking for like the cosplay and sort of the community aspect? No, because mm. then they're gonna find them and they're gonna go there and ruin it. <laughs> I've I always wanted to go to Magfest. What is Magfest? Uh, I, th- I think that it's like a combination of. A lot of live music and video games. So it has like the nerdy stuff that a Comic Con would have, but they mm-hmm. also have live music. Is that like Dreamhack? I want to go to Dreamhack because <laughs> you hack. I don't think you. Yeah. Know so Magfest idea. is an annual festival held in the Washington metropolitan area that celebrates video games and video game music. Actually, looks rad. Yeah, like it just it sounds out. very cool, and I've always been interested in checking it out. No, no. WonderCon used to feel like Comic Con Junior, like mm-hmm. Comic Con's little nerdy brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't know what it feels like now. I haven't been in a few years. But that really, for me, also was mostly about, like, the artist alley. Like, yeah. going in. And also, now that Tilly's is gone, you don't have to worry about Tiffies. getting. Tiffy's. whatever. I was like, did Tilly's go out of business? <laughs> now that Tiffy's is gone, you don't have to worry about getting food poisoning after going. It was a diner going. near uh, the convention center. And I got horrific food poisoning from there. Like, <laughs> Well, you saw them take your sandwich days. out of the microwave or whatever. <laughs> Um, there was, um, there was a, actually, uh, an event. I think you guys both went there. Jess was at Designer Con. Oh, yeah, I've uh, been. Which used to I be in Pasadena, been. is now in Anaheim. Actually, if you have any sort of interest in art, uh, I always say, like, Designer Con is a really cool place mm-hmm. to go because you find a lot of, like, smaller artists. I've reached out to a few of them for, like, designs and mm-hmm. stuff to do work with us because, like, I think it's, it is very focused on just these are designers, mm-hmm. and they, since they moved to Anaheim, it's a bigger space. But yeah. I bought you some presents from there. Yeah, you did. Uh, I saw. I mean, I helped. I don't know if they're still doing it, but Power Morphicon was a short-lived Power Rangers convention that I never went to, but Dan did. Said it was kind of sad. There's some of the little little <laughs> stuff. Like we went to LA Zine Fest about, yeah, about yeah. a month ago, I think. Yeah. And that was just like fun local. Yeah, I think local stuff like that is cool too. And you usually find like, just really good people at those because no Indicate. You know, it's Indicate fun. in LA RTX. is great. Yeah, RTX is Austin. a good one. It's yeah. over though. It's, it's done. Yeah. You have to wait a whole year. Yeah, that's fine. So it's only in know. Austin. I think it's cool. I, I I do think that like if you like. Like, if you like the idea of going to Comic-Con, but it seems too daunting. Mm-hmm. See, you should... There are, like, 
conventioning is now like an industry. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You should definitely look up because there's probably something not too far away that if you and one other friend go there, you'll probably meet some people that are like pretty cool. Gus did that like doc where he went to FurryCon. Mm-hmm. There's a board game convention. Yeah, I, I went to a FurryCon for a day um, in um, uh, San Jose. It was wild. So they should, nice? they should always make yeah, it in really hot game. places. Oh, GamerX yeah. is really fun. That's also in San Jose. Yeah, yeah. Like the furry con. What happened at FurryCon? Just a lot of people wearing furry suits. Mm-hmm. Okay, but yeah. like, what do they buy? Because I've been to CatCon. They have an artist alley that was like furry you draw stuff. Your fursona. That, yeah, it was like oh. a standard convention just based on furries. Hmm. It's okay. kind of what you yeah. would expect. PAX. PAX I, is they have still furries. pretty big, but yeah. like doesn't seem nearly as daunting as Comic-Cons. PAX has gotten a little... Big. We haven't been in a couple of years, I guess, yeah. but it didn't feel to be the size. They are run by the same company. As who? Read Pop. They run Comic Con. Oh, well, that makes sense. They day. might not run San Diego, but they run the others. If you were to do your own convention, what would you guys do? I already oh, mentioned CatsCon. Yeah. <laughs> it's not CatCon, it's CatsCon. Yeah, CatCon, CatCon had celebrity guests like Macaulay Culkin. I would have others. celebrity guests like Taylor Swift mm-hmm. and Bustopher Jones. As played by <laughs> James Corden. Oh. Who's Rebel Wilson play? She plays Jenny Any Dots. Yeah, Jenny Any Dots. Next question. I was gonna. What's play the name a game. of the one that's the theater cat? I think it's Gus? like Buffer. Yeah, Buster. Gus the theater cat yeah. or oh. something. Then who's Bustopher Jones? Bustopher Jones is James Corden. But what does he do? He's a big fat cat. Okay. And then there's Mister Mistopheles. Don't forget about Mister Mistopheles. Okay. This who, and more. You'll find out at CatsCon. It's Judy just Dench? a panel with me. She's old Deuteronomy. <laughs> When does that movie come out? <laughs> Not soon enough. God, how Christmas. long? I think it's Christmas. I, It'll be a present. No one has to get me anything. It, <laughs> cats is coming. Look, as much as I, I, I did love uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, I could not wait for that movie to be in theater so I could stop seeing the trailer every week. It's, it's the a best good trailer, trailer though. I it's know. The best trailer. But it, I was, but I was desensitized by the time, and like they kept showing the helicopter scene. It was like oh, a yeah. truck. Never happened in the movie. Helicopter There's a helicopter going into a truck. It's the final shot of the trailer. And then it just cuts. And I don't it, recall it's that. Not a, it's not in the movie. It's <gasps> mind-blowing. False anyway. advertising. And we're getting to the end here. But before we say goodbye, I just want to let you know that this episode of Dude Soup is brought to you by Fleur. By going to fleur.com slash dude soup today, you can check out our curated sample set and get 20% off your first custom Fleur sample. Now, one thing a lot of people seem to take for granted is your smell. Whether you know it or not, everyone is smelling you. Believe it. The significant others, moms, parents, everyone. And it's important to smell well. No one's going to do that better than Fleur. Fleur actually has sent us a few scents that we got to pick out. I really enjoyed the Greylock scent. This is a very coastal vibe, something I very much enjoyed. And Fleur wants you to know that they make great smelling, non-toxic perfumes. Unlike other fragrance fragrance companies, they're transparent and tell you every ingredient in their perfumes and why it is there. You get a good scent made with clean ingredients, and the sample process is just plain fun. It's pretty simple. They, for us, sent us uh, a handful of them. We just tried them all out and sort of went with the ones that uh, we felt more attached to. Um, and like I said, uh, personally, I would say try Greylock. Some of the other folks have their own, but you can check those out online by going to fleur.com slash dudesoup today and check out our curated sample set. Get 20% off your first custom Fleur sample set. That's fleur.com slash dudesoup. Get your first three Fleur fragrance samples at 20% off. That's P-H-L-U-R dot com slash dude soup. Thank you, Fleur, for the sponsorship. Check them out. They're great. Well, guys, that brings us sadly to the end of this show. Oh, God. 
I'll miss you all. I'll be thinking of you. See you in the office yeah. after the show. But unfortunately, we work together. Oh. And I'll have to see you all the time. That's true. Uh, so thank you, audience. Elise, is there anything happening on the channel this week that you'd like to let us all know about? Oh my gosh, what's coming in the channel Or, James, weekend? would you like to mention more Cats, Cats characters? Cats is coming to theaters <laughs> this Christmas. Uh, be on the lookout. Halo gameplay part two coming to the channel. Yes. Did, yeah, I didn't know that. That's coming out? Yeah, we That's got... Right. Yeah, great. Finally. Uh, what else? I cut the fucking thing. I don't oh, I'm sorry. I, I got, I got the, the calendar here if you want me to help you out. Yeah, pop it up. We got stuff. We're, we're talking about the MCU this weekend. All that fun stuff. We're, uh, we have the... Uh, yes. Grim Repair? Oh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, VR. Yeah, Freddy's oh, yeah, part VR. two. Part two. That's right. Um, but that's really it for the really super exciting stuff, except for Hong Kong Massacre. Oh, Hong Kong Massacre, yeah. Yes, it's been a it's been an exciting week. Did we record weekend. that ages ago? Which one? Hong yes. Kong Massacre. Yes, to all of our. Basically, that was forever ago. I think who who was counting it? We have thirteen uh, GTAs in the queue right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're up to October. So close. Yeah. We got to get do, to the end of the year, then we can all take vacations. We got to do, do another spook. We're going to be so tanned by December. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, they look great. Anyway, uh, thank you everyone for watching, listening. If you enjoy the show, tell a friend. It helps us out a lot. And uh, when you check out our sponsors, be sure to use our code. That also helps us in out. In the comments below, put the name of your favorite cat from cats. Not just a cat in general. True questions from Tom Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Thank you, Omar.